Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You may think the NFL season is over, but now it's Tapeheads draft season. And this NFL podcast gives you the inside slant on all the top prospects. Hi, I'm Bob Wischusen. Starting March 1st, I'll be joined by NFL Films' Greg Cosell, who studies the tape and provides the real story on which prospects fit which system and which are likely to make the most impact in the National Football League. Listen to Tapeheads Draft Season, premiering March 1st on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Gamer's Lounge with Amon Green is on the air. You need a sledgehammer? That's Batman. The Gamer's Lounge. Tony Stark will blow up the building, and then as it's blowing up, he'll rebuild it. It's time to (laughs) press play. Uh, Welcome to Amon Green's Gamer's Lounge. We are here at you today. Is what, January 27th? 27th. Episode 45. 45. Big number here. My man Ben John, hope you guys are doing well. But uh, if you first tuning into this show here on Twitch.tv and on uh, the iHeart podcast, where you download your podcast, uh, we talk about fun topics in the video game world, in the esports world, and stuff that is trending as well. Then we have a fun conversation called This or That, just kind of an icebreaker. We find out things about people that maybe you may not want to know or you wanted to know, maybe. I know these guys found out things about me in the last year. They're like, what? Uh, but <laughs> that's that's the conversation we're going to have. Uh, but then we are able to have a fun guest today, and then we're going to talk about more things like what's on stream, new game releases coming out. Every week there is a bevy of games. That means a lot of video games, different platforms, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Nintendo Switch, and I got we got our picks. We're gonna talk about them, but uh, before all that, we're gonna bring in uh, a baller that is very good at playing 2K, can box you out and block your shot at the same time. My man, oh Larry, how you doing, oh Larry? Thanks, man. That was a great interest. That was probably one of the better ones I've gotten. Oh, man. <laughs> I've done this a few times now. I've done this a few times. Okay. Uh, but I have okay. fun with it, too. So, man, appreciate you coming on the show today. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I say, like, we're talking um, before we went live. You know, I'm the resident expert here. But that's one. this is one game. It's still I'm developing my game. And I do okay. regs. I do, you know, regular teams. I haven't got into the whole my player thing. I have created a player in the game itself, but I haven't like put the time to build up his, uh, his traits and everything. But I know that is something in the game that y'all do because it's five V five. So tell me, uh, I say, let everybody know that process. And when you decide on, okay, I'm gonna go with, you know, a guy built like Giannis in the game that you're going to know, then go to the combine and do the stuff that you did to get where you are right now. Yeah. So originally when you make your, my player, obviously it depends what type of position you're looking for when you're playing your five V five with your guys or whether it's the rec, um, myself, I was playing center obviously. So, um, each year the, the game changes a little bit. Some years like the, the meta is where you have a dominant inside center who plays kind of like, like Andre Drummond, just straight, you know, boards Mm -hmm. and, and 
paint offense. And then there's different metas where you got centers who can, you know, do a little bit of both score inside and out like a Joel Embiid. So the glory of the game is that you got to get to make your build exactly how you want and, um, you know, just work from there and, and, and try to qualify for the 2K League Combine. Obviously, you are a pro now in NBA 2K. Uh, you played Madden uh, previously as well. But what kind of got you into this? What sort of drew you to the gaming world, video games? Was there a moment? Was there a game as you were growing up that just kind of sucked you in? And you're like, this is going to be my world. This is what I want to try and do someday professionally. Um, so growing up in New York City, I played just basketball a lot. Like I think that's where my love for 2K kind of came. Like I played high school basketball, AAU and stuff like that. Um, you know, I played against like Maurice Harkless, who's in the league now and stuff like that. So high school basketball in New York is very competitive. And I just think my love for the game kind of just translated to 2K. And um, a lot of it's similar, you know, the pick and rolls and the, the help defenses and all that stuff. So it's, it's it's pretty similar to real basketball. Was there a moment when did you know, like, hey, I'm really good at 2K? Like, how did that develop? So there was this tournament in, I think, 2016 called Road to the Finals. It was a 5v5 Pro-Am tournament that 2K put on for 250000 And um, I, I lost in the semifinals, so Final Four. And, um, and that was really honestly because someone, you know, their internet went out and we had to play 4v5. But just mm. the fact that I made it to the Final Four of a tournament for a quarter million, I was like, man, you know, I'm actually pretty good at this. I might need to, you know, like be a little bit more serious at this. So right. what is that when you say more serious that what is what is that like for you? How how much do you how much do you practice? How much do you train? How does that work? So, I mean, even right now in the off season, last night, um, I played probably from 9 p.m. till maybe like two or three a.m. And that's just like these off season leagues and tournaments that we have. Um, but while we're in season and market with our teams, uh, each team's a little bit different, but you can practice sometimes anywhere from like four to maybe like eight hours a day. Yeah, and you talked about, you know, staying up last night or this morning till two or three in the morning. You talk about, you know, four to eight hours of practice a day in season. Is it hard to kind of keep some sort of a social life and sort of maintain friends and other things that us who are not fully invested or aren't pro gamers, are you able to lead some sort of a normal life like that? Or is this just all encompassing when you get to that level you're at, Larry? Um, I think. I think you can, I think you'll be able to balance it, but that is one thing that I had to learn when I was a little bit younger and I first started playing video games more competitively. I felt like I was giving too much of my like personal space to it and losing a lot of, you know, the outside stuff, the family, the friends. But I think now that I've gotten a little bit older and, um, you know, I've taken more into consideration my body, like mental health, like things like that. And I make sure to find time to try to get the right sleep, get in the gym at least like three or four days a week, Mm. make sure I spend time with my family and also, you know, perfect my craft. So I think I've kind of found the balance now. Yeah, that's something I try to... uh... I to relate to my team players. So, O'Larry, I'm a, a esports head coach, and we do have 2K players. We have Call of Duty team, and we have other uh, League of Legends players, and also Rainbow Six Siege. And that's one thing: the workout aspect. All of them. I remember back in the fall, they're like, like one kid did say, "We're playing video games. Why do we have to go in the weight room?" <laughs> I'm like, "There's a reason, and we're not going there." Look, I'm not. Look, I said, "Don't be scared. I'm not trying to build football players here." Because right. you know, from what I used to do, no. I just want to make sure you got a good general health of yourself. So then when you're sitting down, you know, for those times, then you could then get up. We'll go in the weight room and get the blood flow going. And then obviously comes up, you know, other things and thoughts to help you, you know, play better when you're sitting down with the joystick in your hand or the mouse and PC, because all that correlates together. When your body feels good, everything else, uh, say, feels good and you can play at a top level.
That's what I try to relay that message. Still cracking, you know, taking little nicks at them to get them to understand that. So it's fun, fun process. So, uh, saw, yeah, I I trolled you a little bit, um, (laughs) through Twitter, uh, before this. And I saw you got some new ink on, uh, I believe your left arm. You got some, you got a nice tattoo. You got a nice sleeve going. Yeah. Nice. So, so what was the motive? Yeah. What was the motivation behind that tattoo? Cause I saw some of the, you have the, I think a little bit of piece of you and little piece of places that you've been kind of describing a story there. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, sir, I noticed some people when they get, you know, ink and stuff like that, a lot of, especially athletes, sometimes they just get stuff just to get stuff. And I feel like for me, I wouldn't want to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me, I've been through so much in my life, especially in a short amount of time, last few years that like, I have a story to tell, you know what I mean? And I feel like I have a, a picture to paint and, um, just that what I started there was just a little bit of my early years, in New York city. Um, you know, and I, like I said, I want to put everything together. All of those ideas that you see there was me. when I went, um, to my guy, Jordan dollars, he's, uh, you know, big, he was on like black ink and a bunch of shows on VH1 and MTV. So he's a big artist. Okay. I told him, I was like, you know, I, I want me, you know, something that describes me, the whole New York theme, but I want to mix in what it, what's me. And I told him I want a, 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 like a headset, something like this around the Statue of Liberty, which he made, you know, and instead of yep. the torch, it's an Xbox controller, little things like that. Yep. So I felt like that was cool. Yeah, I saw that. Like he, like, he he made it come to life exactly how I wanted. Nice. I saw that. I was like, that's dope. I said, that is somebody who who's definitely dedicated yeah. and has a passion for what they do. Yeah. Because um, for myself, I got tattoos. I got everything covered up, but I got... Um, I had a bulldog when I was in college and then and for early years in the NFL and his name was Alfred and I got him on my arm here. Why do you have a bulldog? You played I like in bulldogs. The, but you he's played a bulldog. He's a running back. But he's, he's played in Nebraska. Exactly. And so. Don't you have like a corn stalk or a piece of corn no, or something? No, stop it. I love Hubby Husker. Yeah, I'm a corn husker, uh, O'Leary. I'm from Nebraska. I played at Nebraska, so I'm a corn husker all the way through. But yeah, I got a bulldog. My bulldog, Alfred, Ben. <laughs> I like Batman, so I named my bulldog Alfred, and I put my jersey on him. Actually, he's right here. You see him? There you go. There it is. There it is. Number yeah. thirty. So yeah, I, I get that. And uh, then I, on my back, I did a. Oh uh, yeah, we haven't went swimming yet, guys. So I got this uh, Japanese tattoo that I did my homework. Hopefully, it does me humble. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like you said, some people do tattoos just because they can't afford to. And they have the skin to do it, but then sometimes don't put the thought into it. Yes. In the long run, because you don't want to look at your back, your arm, your chest, your stomach when you're 80 or 56 and be like, what the heck was I thinking? What does that mean? That's my biggest fear with tattoos. I'm going to get to be 80. My skin's going to be all wrinkly. And I'm going to be like, oh, why did I do that? That doesn't look as good. But But the other thing, too, is, you know, sometimes when people start getting tattoos, like it leads to more tattoos. Do you feel like you're going to be that way? Like. Oh man, I'm I'm into tattoos now. Yeah, I mean that's like my fourth one. So I mean, I I, I, I was kind of already into tattoos, but I think that's the since that was the biggest one that I have, mm-hmm. it's probably going to make me take that leap yeah. because I don't know, man. It's like you know, like not even on like just being completely honest with you guys, I feel like I don't know if it's ever since I got shot or whatever, but I don't know. Like the pain just is is different now. I guess it's like a, a it's more like a, a stress reliever. It felt like mm. instead of like painful. Got the your threshold went up a notch. That's what I definitely. Yeah, that's probably so. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, it's like me and football. Having that football background, some things I don't flinch at. Um, right. I probably could have been a doctor because I could do a lot of things. I like when I go to the doctor, you get um, a needle put in you. I could watch the needle go in me. My my kids, they'd be like about to pass out. 
I'm like, what are you doing? Relax. Just, yeah, they get screaming. It's just a little pinch. You know, it's interesting, though, Larry. You mentioned, you know, <laughs> about that day in, in Jacksonville and, and how getting a tattoo feels different. Mm-hmm. What else is, is different for you after that? In, in just, I guess, in life in general, do you look at things in a, in a certain way or different way that you've noticed that I, I never looked at it like that before, perspective-wise? Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Especially, you know, it's a gaming event. You know, I used to, before any of this stuff, when I was younger, like 20 years old, 21 years old, I was working security at bars and stuff like that. And like, those are places you expect like some violent stuff to happen, you know, or even like when I lived in New York City, I'm at a gaming event playing Madden with my friends, you know, you don't expect stuff like that. So it definitely changes your outlook on how you like react in public and even now you know certain places like you don't want to be in crowded areas Mm -hmm. like loud noises bother you little things like that 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 stuff stays with you especially mentally yeah i gotta ask you quick larry is that your espy in the back of this screen we can see up there that is so cool so talk about that experience and uh, i believe that was out in la right yeah at the kodak theater kodak theater yep been there yeah how was that like who was the coolest people you talked to that you know you yeah Maybe you sat next to it, whatever it may be. It just always seems like it would be such a fun yeah. experience. Yeah, so that that experience was crazy. So I'd never been to L.A. prior to that. So the fact that, like, I, I was on the plane, and I'm just like, man, I'm going to L.A. for my first time in my life because, like, video games. Like, it was just wild yeah. to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I get there. I, I get a tour of, like, ESPN out there and everything. And um, the, the day of the show comes, and I'm going through security, and – you know, I'm on the red carpet. They ask, they put you through a line to take pictures. Like it's mandatory <laughs> if you're a, like an award winner. So it's yeah. like, I'm like, wow, like I'm taking pictures right next to Tracy Morgan. Um, I'm going through security with Trey Young and Dwight Howard. Ooh, right wow. um, That's a game. It was just, cra- it, it was just, it was just a crazy experience. Crazy experience. Um, I remember sitting right next to um, Amanda Nunez, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning team. Um, I remember being pretty close to also the USA uh, women's soccer team was maybe like two or three rows ahead of me, which was pretty oh, cool. Nice. Yes. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was overall crazy experience. I seen Drew Brees there, like Quava, just being yeah. in the same room as all these guys. And there was like a, a VIP pre-show, I guess, which I, I was lucky to like get into because I was an award winner and I'm sitting at this table, um, just, you know, eating like, you know, finger foods and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like Michael Rubin, me, I want to say me, Michael Rubin, and I think Bill Russell was there too. And also wow. uh, Daniel Cormier. Wow. Wow. And being, yeah. a f- and I'm just like, this yeah. is like, this is just crazy. This is just crazy. Well, yeah. Cause you talked about it too. You're not just an NBA 2K player. You're a fan of the sport. You grew up playing it. So to see Bill Russell, right. you know, Dwight Howard mm-hmm. and all those guys, that just had to be such a magical experience. That's special right there. Did you, you did you talk to any any of them about like did they engage in any conversation uh, or anything like that or were you kind of nervous to go up to somebody? I would have been nervous. Oh, I would have been nervous. No, I don't think I was nervous. It was just the fact of like so most of the awards at the show are presented, you know, on stage or they even announce certain award winners. So mm-hmm. for my award since it was the first one, it's new, it's esports, it wasn't, you know, such a priority. I was presented the award like on the red carpet pre-show and you know most of these guys are not going to get there until five minutes before the show starts or even a little bit after so -hmm. no one really knew who i was there was never like any type of like ceremonial type of thing for me to like network with people so i didn't really get to talk to many people Mm -hmm. um but i do feel like hopefully esports continues to grow and they keep that award around and you know eventually 
give it a little bit more recognition. No, oh, it's only going to grow, I think. Yeah. I think everybody here is with me on that. Exactly. So you just talked about that cool uh, moment time it was at the ESPYs. What I think is also cool is you were part of the first ever NBA 2K League draft, and they do that up big. Like, you got to go to wherever it was. I forget yeah, what city uh, it was in. It was in New York. And they call your name. You go up there. You put on, you were drafted by the uh, Bucks gaming team. So you put on the Bucks hat. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That, the whole experience was crazy. Um, being in the garden, obviously getting to meet um, Commissioner Adam Silver. Uh, the whole experience was just crazy, man. It's just like I said, if you grow up playing basketball, and like I said, I mean, I'm 6'3", and I was good at basketball, but I, I was realistic. I knew I wasn't going to the NBA. So it's like that like hoop dream that you have as a kid kind of mm-hmm. gets to be like lived through this now. So you're talking about that hoop dream, and now you're you're doing it. And you talk about – you mentioned it already a little bit about your training hours and what you do. So give us a little – like a, just a snapshot of a day of getting on the sticks, getting into your warm-up, and then – playing a couple games and then uh i say practicing out with your teammates if you can uh so for for game days a game day with us is pretty cool because it's like we usually for me i I don't really like to eat heavy on game days i feel like Mm. some people like some gamers they have their things where they want their you know burgers or their chicken fingers their pizzas and things for game days i like to keep things light because i feel like the worse I eat or something like that, I get lazy. You know, your brain doesn't work properly. So for me on game days, I like to eat a lot of fruit, a lot of um, different things like that. And um, sometime in the, in the afternoon or in the morning before that evening where we play, I either want to go to like, you know, to the gym to get some shots up, just anything like to get my body going, get the blood flowing. I go to either LA fitness to play ball, you know, lift a little bit, run a little bit. Uh, We'll have a scrimmage with like another team sometime in the afternoon, maybe like 3 PM. Um, you know, like a best of three just to get warmed up. Mm -hmm. And then boom, game time will be at like five or six o'clock. And in that little window between the scrimmage and the game, we'll also do like a little team film session on our opponent for like maybe 15 to 30 minutes just to go over tendencies and play styles. And if they run any specific sets or anything like that, we should be prepared for. That's really interesting. You know, um, what I also, what what I thought of there when you were talking is most of the time an athlete can remember a, a game or a moment when they were kind of in the zone, right? Uh, I'm sure Mon has a story like mm-hmm. that. Is it the same for you? Is there a moment that you can remember that you were like in the zone in a 2K game? And and what is that like for a gamer? Um, man, there's plenty of moments, man. Honestly, um, each season is is different. I remember my first year um, in the tip-off tournament, literally right out the gate with Bucks Gaming. Um, I want to say my first or second game of the tournament, I had like 45 on the Kings, mm. and. Um, I just remember talking a lot to them, you know, telling them they couldn't guard me and stuff like that. And uh, I think that was an overtime game too. So it was like a, it was, it was crazy in person. The energy was crazy. It's the opening tournament, you know, weekend. Um, the following year, when I came back from, you know, the whole Jacksonville situation, my first year with the Cavs, my first, first game back, because people doubted that I would be able to play again. You know, I lost function in my thumb. I don't play the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be as good. I've heard it all. So, you know, I wanted to make a, I wanted to come out and prove a point. And um, I remember getting a steal and splitting the defender baseline and, you know, hop dunking. And I just remember standing up and I was like, telling telling people i'm back now i'm back yeah like you know and like kind of letting letting it be known that i it doesn't matter what I, what happened to me i'm still here to stay that's yeah. so cool and you talk about the controller because you had to learn to play in a totally different way can you take our our, our listeners through that yep. and, and and how that process worked 
Yeah, so, um, I mean, the simplest way is I have a controller here. Like, you know, normally when you grab a controller, you're holding it like that. Mm-hmm. With my right thumb, as you can see the scar there, I don't have any bone or, like, anything there, so I can't bend this finger. Most movement I have is at the joint in, like, my hand, mm-hmm. and I can't feel anything. I don't have any sensation, so I can't, like, my reaction time was just too bad. I tried to keep playing this way, and I, I was terrible. I sucked. So, like, I had to switch something. So now I kind of sit the controller on my lap. And I've set my index finger here, let my index finger do everything my thumb would. And I just put my middle finger on the back triggers, my middle finger and ring fingers like that, and kind of just play this way. Was that the claw grip? And that took me about, yeah, it's claw. So I took, gotcha. it took me maybe about like five or six months to kind of get good with. The first two or three months, it was like, I, I, I saw the like, you know, all right, I can do this. I just got to get used to it. Yeah, muscle what, memory kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What kept you, amazing, by the way. It is. Awesome. Yeah. It is. Awesome. And I mean, what kept you pushing through that? Because obviously you couldn't play the way that you did, and you have to do this new grip, and it took you five to six months to get that done. I'm sure there was moments in there where you were just like, man, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do this again. What kind of pushed you through? Honestly, just a good support system, you know, just a couple really, really close friends, two or three friends, and obviously, you know, my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers – you know, they would come visit me during recovery because I, I could barely walk after that stuff happened to me. I was on bed rest for a while. My hand was in a cast. My wrist was broken. So I was kind of just in like a real bad spot where like everything was kind of going wrong. And I, I, I did want to give up. You know, I can't lie about that. I did want to give up. I was just like defeated kind of mentally. And, um, you know, just having people push you, you know, um, when I was on bed rest, I gained a lot of weight. I was just home sleeping, eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got as big as like 330 pounds. And then like, I don't know, just having people on my ass about not quitting, not giving up. Don't let this defeat you. You're not a, you know, don't be a survivor. You're more than that. Like, right. you know, that type yeah. of stuff. And um, I don't know, something, something clicked in my brain and I was like, all right, my cast came off. And it was just like a, a domino effect after that. My hand came out the cast, took a couple months to get the grip right. Body healed up. I started going to the gym. I lost like 70, 80 pounds. Um, so it's just like little by little, just getting everything back together, but it's, it's really from a good support system, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause yeah. I know it's not easy to talk about, but I think it's important for people to hear that story. Yeah. That's thank you for sure. For sure. And so Ben, John, you haven't seen how the studio is set up for the 2k league. So they have what he was mentioning about the trash talking yeah. and they could hear him, you know, stand up out of seat. So they're only feet from each other. So it's not, you know, similar to mm-hmm. line of scrimmage. You know, offensive line, defense line, yep. chattering back and forth. So they're they're set up like it's in a, almost a semicircle. It's, it's shaped like a basketball. So you got his five teammates and him, and then the opposing team. So they, they if you see, if you go, you know, long line, you can see them. They're only maybe six, seven feet from each other. So trust me, you they can hear him. You know, they can hear <laughs> each other barking. That's awesome. So so my question to you, O'Larry, is who is the one guy opponent wise, maybe on your team too, that is that you love the trash talk to. I know it's one or few in the league that you like, I can't wait to play them. I'm going I'm to be in his ear all day. Who's that one? Who's that player or, or several players? Um, well, originally my teammate, all hell Trey, uh, we were on the Cavs together for the last two years. Um, he's now going to Toronto, well, back to Toronto. He was on Toronto season one. We spent season two and three together on the Cavs. Now he's going back to Toronto with the Raptors. Uh, that's like my little brother. It's like one of my best friends. And he's, he's one of the biggest talkers and I enjoyed talking to him, you know, season one and, you know, us being together, it was like that. In in 2K, like he he played power forward and I played center. So that's like your, 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 your front, your front court duo, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yep. Me and him, we would like feed off each other's energy. 
um and we would talk a lot to other people together like you know like <laughs> laugh at people kind of joke at them and i know it's gonna be fun playing against them this year uh also my boy goofy uh goofy was a champion season one with the knicks okay um he was on grizz gaming last year he's heading to the blazers this season so uh that's another one of my close friends that you know he's he's great at what he does and i know when i play against him it's probably gonna be a battle but we're gonna talk to each other for sure I love that. I love that you're te- teaming up too with a teammate and, and trash talking. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, what what are your future plans in in 2K? You talk about everybody heading certain places. What what are you what are you planning to do? How's that going to work? Um, so March uh, is the draft for the next season. Um, I'm currently not on a roster at the moment, uh, but based off of having a great year last year and the previous years before. Um, people already know what I can do as far as what I can bring to a team that wants to compete for a championship. Uh, I do have a fair amount of teams interested in me. So come draft day, we'll see where I end up, but I'm excited, man. I think, I think that this is going to be a big year for me and whatever team I go to. And I think um, playoffs is obviously should be something that's probably guaranteed, but I, I feel like there's a good chance to make a tournament championship run or even, you know, the actual finals. You know, Amon mentioned about how the, the setup is, how has the pandemic changed the way you play uh the pandemic kind of messed up a lot of stuff because this past season season three we were supposed to get into a new studio Mm -hmm. uh, in new york Uh, and the league obviously had a lot of partnerships with like bud light and different things that they were bringing to the in-game like the in-person experience for the fans you know uh, you'll be able to eat get a drink still be like you know able to watch the game live things like that we were going into a new studio so this was going to be a big leap for us as far as the like in-person experience goes in studio uh, then obviously the pandemic happened and we went to remote play. Remote play is also a little bit tough for 2K because, um, you know, just like most games, there's that, you know, West server, East server. So yeah, it's yeah. like when you got someone like the Kings trying to play against someone like the Knicks, there's, you know, some teams might feel a little bit of a, like a like a delay in their side of the connection because the servers. So uh, the remote play kind of hurt us from a player standpoint, but it also helped the league grow um, from a viewership standpoint. We were on ESPN2 a lot this year. Um, a lot of different partnerships as far as uh, the broadcast went, the YouTube stuff. So um, I just saw a tweet the other day from the 2K League, and I, I know the the numbers of viewership completely skyrocketed as far as percentage through the pandemic. What I've been enjoying in all, though, I say the last several years between 2K League starting, Overwatch League starting, being a gamer myself, it's like, you know, how we started this conversation, esports. And you kind of mentioned it when you said you re- when you received your uh, SP and they did it on the red carpet. Esports is getting that uh that respect. It's coming. It's going. You know, sometimes things don't come right away, but over time that respect will be there. So, um, you gonna stick around for this next segment? This That's or a, that? This Here or we that go. segment, John? Want to take us there? Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. 
Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This or that. Okay, this or that, O'Larry. This is how it happens. This is from the mind of Amon Green. It's pretty pretty simple. You answer either this, the first option, or that, the second option. So here we go. Okay. Uh, and sometimes we have to ask Amon to help explain what's going on here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming you're you either always have to tell the truth or you always have to lie. Is this kind of like that movie Liar Liar? Yes. Where he always had to tell the truth. Do yep. you care? All right. So, so who are you though? Ben, John, O'Larry. Always have to tell the truth. Okay. Telling the truth, or are you telling you you want them hustlers out there. This is going to sound like this is a total cop out answer for the podcast, but a big thing in my life is honesty, and it annoys me when people lie because eventually you always find out they're lying. True. So I always strive to tell the truth because it's much easier to remember the truth yeah. than it is all these little lies that you've told. The right. story, the layers, you know, spider yeah. web of lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. a truth. Okay, uh, O'Leary. No, I kind of, I kind of agree with Ben. I think it's easier to just keep up with the truth, man. Because yeah. it's like, if you tell a lie to one person and lie to that person, you don't remember what lie you told to who at some <laughs> point. So it's like, it's easier to just keep up. Like, look, man, my my heart is pure. I'm gonna be genuine with you. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real with you, and that's all I can do. Yep, same there. I'm with you right now. This is look like a consensus all yes. telling the truth. Have you ever it told is. a lie, I'm on? As a kid, yeah. I didn't want to get in trouble a couple times with you mom just, and dad. My mom, my dad was old school. It was belt. I, the, I didn't want that leather. <laughs> no. I didn't want that smoke, as they say today. What's the so, biggest lie you told as a kid? Do you remember? The biggest I lie. I can't even remember. Because you strike me as somebody that would never tell a lie. I mean, as a kid, you find out real quick, okay, uh, I got to do this so my butt doesn't get turned red. Um, I can't even remember right now. Yeah. I'm on you Front Street. You probably something. Give me some brother. time. Yeah, get, By the time it, we get through the list, it'll pop in my head. I Because I did. I was... I wasn't habitual, but I, I got in a lot of trouble, so I was trying to stay out of trouble. All right, so <laughs> all right, this next one's for a date. Let that marinate, Amon. All right, so for a date. So are you asking that the person you're going to sh- go on the date with either shows up late or you get stood up? Like, Would if, you rather have them show up late or get stood up? Yes. That's the, well, I'd rather have them show up late, right? So for, like, for me, I'll take this one first. So for a date, I don't mind showing up late because she, she got there. Or at least I got there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Okay. But if you stand me up, it's game changer. It's like, nah, we we done. So I'd rather you show up late. Better late than never. Better late than never. So. I agree. I agree for sure. Ben? I don't, I don't like any of these options. If you show up late, <laughs> screw you. Like, what? what? Oh, maybe I mean, traffic was bad. Well, then let me know that, okay? Okay. So if you show like, up late and you don't let me know, 
then I'm done with you. And then if you stand me up, I'm done with you. So I like neither option here, Amon. <laughs> I give a little benefit. There. No, because you're too nice. That's what I'm saying about the lying hey, thing. Okay, well, Larry, what do you think? I agree with Amon. I think better late than never. Uh you know, if, if she's late, she's still interested. She, exactly. Stuff happens. Women, women take long to get ready, traffic, whatever. You're not lying. Right. That's in New York whatever. City. The fact that she was interested enough to show up, show something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Bam. Yeah. Boom. There it is. Final answer. Thank you. Um, all right. This or that. <laughs> Bingo or charades. Do we, are we 90 years old? Do you no, even know like, these games? These are fun. Bingo and charades. You ever been playing bingo uh, for money? It's fun. I say, yeah. I, I say I say that. Charades is just more fun in person, especially if you're with like your family and stuff. I yeah. just like to goof off, so I like to have fun with that. Charades. Okay, charades for old Larry. Ben? Man, I think the only time I played bingo is with my 90-year-old grandma. What are you? <laughs> I'll go with charades. Charades is a lot of fun. It can be. Okay, so be, like I said, if you're just playing bingo, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, we had the, a bingo board game. It was like a little ball you could roll around and you play bingo. And that's like, whatever. But if there's money involved, bingo's fun, man. Bingo's fun and money. Like, I want 200 bucks playing bingo. <laughs> I say it does. Nobody plays bingo for 200 bucks. Yes, maybe they a do. quarter, maybe a pet. Depends what? on where you go. Yes. My mother in law. Yes. He's got, a baller. Got spots in the casino where you can play bingo. <laughs> Um, right. So I'm going to go bingo. I'll go bingo because only cash bingo, though. Yeah, um, I'm going to go charades. I do like to have fun. I like to describe stuff. And if you, you got to involve your whole body or get on one of the, uh, the dry mat uh, boards. Dry and, erase Dry erase boards. That's dictionary. And, and draw something, too. Yeah. That, I mean, same thing. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar. Yeah. So I'm with charades. It's his game. He can change the rules. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> this or that. Idealistic or realistic? Ooh, I'll, I'll start with this one. Um, I'm... Uh, Realist, like I'm, I deal with reality. Mm-hmm. So when things happen, good or bad, I'm like, hey, it is what it is. Got to keep it, keep it how it is. Yeah, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm not gonna have no complaints. Okay. You know? I mean, I feel like I try to be an idealistic person, but then when whatever happens, then I'm a realist like you. I deal with what happened. You yeah. know, but I like to think that good things are gonna happen. Uh, I'll go with realistic. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm kind of like just dealing with what's what's. What's real? What's in what's front real? of me? What I could touch? Yeah, yeah. How about you, old Larry? Yeah, I think the same. I think realistic for me. Um, sometimes when I my thought process on things is like, you know, like how what are the chances this actually happens? So like I try to be as realistic as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, if your hopes get too high on something, then you just let down and it's no fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. This or that piercing or tattoo? I think we maybe have our answer from old Larry, but we'll start with you, old Larry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any piercing, so it's definitely tattoo. Tattoo. Okay. Right. AG? Uh, I got both. I have actually both earring or both ears piercing. I got total seven tattoos. So you got to pick one. Oh uh, yeah, I want to go. I would say definitely tattoos. I'm because I want to get. I got at least two or three more that I want to get. I got planned out areas of skin that is going to get uh, right. some ink in in the next few years. I'm gonna have to go nice. tattoo. I don't. Uh, there's, there's never been a part of my body that I've wanted to get pierced. <laughs> Just never has been. So yeah. I'll go with a tattoo. I'd go with tattoo, even though I don't have either a piercing or a tattoo. Really? Yeah, okay. I would definitely. I would get. Once again, like O'Larry said, like if I'm getting a tattoo, I, I still, I guess, I'm searching for something that means mm-hmm. enough to put it on my skin for me. I, I don't. Right. If I ever get a tattoo, it, it's got to have some sort of major meaning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I would pick tattoo. Okay. Yeah. I want to get right. a piercing. Right. Not, not, nothing against you. Mike. No, you get it. You get it. Um, all right. So this is one, another dating question. So on a date, does this mean like, would you rather be 
comfy or look sexy? Is that a better way? Of- so coming oh, to clothing. the day. Clothing. Or clothing. Look, yeah. Have oh. you seen the commercial where the guy shows up and his collar is just all jacked up? And she's yeah, it's like, all wrinkly. And, he, and she's in a nice dress. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is what you. Okay. So comfy so, or sexy. So are you dressing? Yeah, you go to that. Basically, especially the first date. Are you going to show up like in your best threads? Or are you just going to be like, you know, mm. this this casual. I'm going to come in with our game in, you know, some sweats and some flip flops. This is tough. See, I think it all depends. Okay. If this is somebody okay. that I'm kind of iffy on and I didn't maybe even want to go on the date, then I'm just showing up real. Where are we going? I may not even date? shower. I don't even know. Oh, man. come <laughs> on, man. If it's somebody that I really wanted to date and I finally got the date, then I'm going to the tens. Like, I'm looking good. I'm doing my thing. You pulling out the J's? Yeah. Or the AJ's. The right? AJ's. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. How about, how about you, old Larry? Uh, I don't. I, First date, obviously, you know, they say you only get one first impression. So I think your outfit does mean something. But I feel like a big thing that people underestimate, especially their first time meeting a woman, is is the scent. I feel like the cologne has to be perfect. You got to knock it And you're talking about not taking a shower, Ben. Well, that was only if I didn't want to really date this person. I did it as a courtesy to somebody else. I don't know. Am I the only one that has these real-life situations or what? Yeah. Am on I, a date what? is no, it's not even a negotiation. Haven't I'm taking a shower. Just, I'm taking the longest yeah. shower. Haven't I could you take. ever just gone on a date to to help out a buddy or maybe his sister needed a date and you just went somewhere? I'm you still guys have never it. done this. Am I the only one? No, I've done that, but I'm give, still giving it 100. Oh. percent Even if it's a setup. <laughs> so date, nice. I, I may not want to be there, but I'm I'm gonna be there. Okay. So you comfy or sexy? I'm I'm sexy. <laughs> sexy. I'm sexy. I'm <laughs> getting, is there a middle I'm getting, ground? I'm getting lined up. Braided up everything. Is there middle Send ground? Because I don't want to show up in sweatpants, but I also don't want to show up in a suit and don't tie. Show, I said don't show up in flip flops unless you're in Florida, L.A., Texas. Even if, even then, that's the right. You know, <laughs> yeah, he your knows. First, yeah, your first date, right? No, not yeah. the first one. You definitely got to be lined up. You got to have a cut. You got to make sure your shave is good. Yep. You got to make sure you smell good. I don't think outfit yeah. has to be too crazy. It doesn't have to be a suit. Correct. I think jeans and you know, like a little polo button up, something smooth, yeah. casual. Oh, yeah. I think Larry just yeah, he nailed, he nailed it. Scent, you nailed though, it. But it's a game changer. No, yeah, that's because a good point, Larry. I know for yeah. guys, you know, I've been married will be fourteen years this summer. Hopefully, hopefully if I'm better, I better be right. If not, I'm going to get slapped when I get home. <laughs> but the scent is special because yeah. sometimes when I put that cologne on, my wife bought me. She was like, oh. She, I mean, yeah. I walk in the room. She smells it. She gets oh, a whiff of it. you're just doing that because you want something yeah. later. That's what no, you're doing. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your mind's always in the gutter, dude. Always in the gutter. Because I'm the um, only one that'll say things. But no, like but that is, I, I, got, I agree with O'Leary. It is <laughs> underestimated that. You finding if it's uh your whatever brand you like because yeah. I, I haven't be honest I mean I only have one brand I wear so I think my wife she gets I don't even know the name she gets I just put the bottle on click click you know I <laughs> didn't even know yeah. uh, but back in it's the so day funny. I used to in college it was cool water cologne okay. oh, that was the game changer wow. cool aqua de that's a, that's a that's a throwback yeah. right <laughs> mine exactly. was uh, mine in college me. was aqua de gio is that how I say it I think so. I remember that one yeah. yeah I remember yeah. that one yeah that was mine in college. Yeah. What's your, what's your I answer? think that's Armani. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't have one now. I don't <laughs> you don't have one? It's like, it's, I, yeah. like I said, I really don't. Like, I agree, yeah. John. Like, when you want you get in that, that yeah. long lasting relationship, it kind of, we smell each other every day. So it kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Final this or that. And uh, Aman, you got to help me out here. So, okay. Rugrats or Rocket Power? Rocket oh, Power was. So I don't know what that was. I know I might, might have you kind of on the fringe of this, O'Leary, because how old are you? 28. Okay. Oh, okay. You yeah, might, he's with me. So, 
Oh, Rugrats was an old Nickelodeon show, yeah. mid '90s. Um, that was a Saturday morning cartoon. Game changer had the uh, bunch of little kids, little right? kids running around, but yeah. they have full conversations, go on missions, go on exploration of the house or the backyard. You know, their imagination <laughs> would take them. Yep. It was a fun show to watch on Nickelodeon. So that was my show. Yep. Rocket Power Power. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I just found I it. I found it. I didn't like, where is this? It was also a Nickelodeon from 1999 to 2004. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Okay? On the internet. I'll start with this one. Rugrats. That was like the first cartoon that I actually can remember watching as a kid. But Rockapar was definitely when I was like in middle school. So like we kind of watched it. It was kind of cool. Otto and the guy. I, I'm, oh, he knows Rocket Power. Power. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the premise? What was the plot? Of uh, Power? It was like a way cool Southern California family that loves surfing and they kind of live down by the ocean. Oh, I like there that. There was no mom. There was just a dad. And then I think his brother owned like a little restaurant down on the water. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah, Rocket Power. I like that. I'm going to choose Rocket Power. That sounds like a nice <laughs> little life. It was. I like that one. Uh, what you got, O'Larry? Yeah, I think I'm with, I, I mean, I remember both shows. I watch both shows, but I think for me personally, it's a rocket power. Okay. Uh, be, just because like, I remember growing up with my cousins and I had a lot of cousins around the same age as me, one year older, one year younger. And, you know, that's how the rocket power group was. Like they were all like friends and family of the same age mm. and we were outside doing the same stuff. Like they were skateboarding, we were skateboarding, you yep. know, like things like that. So I just felt like we even did like the little handshake that they did. So it was like, <laughs> I remember that. All right, y'all got me. Nice. I need I need to go and uh, on demand it right now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, actually not a bad show because I was Rugrats and Doug, and that then Rock funny. and then Rocco's Modern Life. That was yeah. the show right there. I got t shirt. I don't. I don't have a day. I got Transformers today. That's nice. another game. That was an eighties. I was an eighties kid too. So, what grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. For all you tape heads, we're back. Tape heads draft season. You may be saying, wait, isn't the season over? But hey, it's draft season. And this NFL podcast gives you the inside slant on all the top prospects. I'm Bob Wischusen, and I'm joined by NFL Films' Greg Cosell, who studies the tape and provides the real story on which prospects fit which system and which are likely to make the most impact in the National Football League. Give us just a a look from 30,000 feet, Greg, at this quarterback class as a whole and how good they might be. I think one of the things we will get into detail about, Bob, is the balance now between movement by quarterbacks, what we call second reaction movement, the ability to make improvisational plays. What's the balance between that and pocket efficiency? Tapeheads, draft season takes you from the combine right to the draft stage in Las Vegas. Listen to Tapeheads draft season on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Oh, man. So, uh, oh, Larry, 
Uh, if you want to stick around, you can, but you got to get going that on that 2K. Uh, I understand because we're going to get into some other fun stuff. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Hilary. Yeah, thanks, Hilary. So where are you at? It's up to you what you want to do. What's what's on tap next? I'm kind of having fun. I oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's keep doing it. it. So let's we got. It. You want to take us to what's, what's on stream? Yeah, right? let's do. Uh, let's do the next one. Row, row, row your boat gently up the. Uh, sorry, excuse me. It's time for what's on stream. So, what is on stream is what we talk about, O'Larry, and everybody tuning in is what's on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, DC Universe. We got all these streaming outs. In the world, because we we know what happened in 2020, and it was like, oh my god, it's all stuff that's on TV, on our phone, on our tablets. So, um, I'm chiming in to Disney Plus. Check it out. They have a nice, nice little. I say they made a movie of all the Pixar animated shorts. Okay. So, have you ever seen a Disney movie, a yeah. Pixar Disney movie, and they give you that little five minute, seven yeah, yeah. minute movie before the big movie? They've now made it, put all those together. You could go on to Disney Plus, and it's called Pixar and Popcorn. Check it out. It's up there now. It's season one. Um, Because, what, it's like 20. It is 20 plenty. 20 plenty, wow. 20 to 30 Disney movies with Pixar. So you get to see the animated shorts of all the little. And they're all just in one big. In one big film. <sighs> or one big series. They're doing a, a TV series. Cool. Or they're like doing that. a season. So this is season one is up on Disney Plus. Check it out. If you have Disney Plus, please check it out. I'm on the same streaming app again. WandaVision episode three dropped this past Friday. I watched I believe it. Was. Did you see it, O'Larry? Are you watching WandaVision? Do you know what What's we're talking about? It's uh oh, no, you got no, me. I don't. Now watching that, yeah. So WandaVision is. Have you seen any of the Avengers Marvel cinema movies in the last five five to ten years? Yeah. Okay, so it's Wanda, who was Scarlet Witch, and. Vision, who was, had the Infinity Stone, they created the, like, he was like a cyborg robot. They are obviously a couple. And it's Wanda is basically created her own universe in her head from losing her her, uh, her brother when he died in between Infinity War and Endgame. So it's kind of her, it's like a little spinoff. Of, it's kind of trippy because... Yeah, it's it, trippy, it's weird. It's weird because there's like Twilight, still, it's almost like Twilight Zone-ish. Yeah, they're trying bit. to still set it up, right? I mean, <laughs> and, and it, it, they present it where they're in, like, old school TV shows. And you're yep. still trying to figure out. So it's not like action packed superhero stuff right away. They're like in an old 50s TV show, 50s, 60s, 70s. 70s. And this one was the uh, 70s. 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 It was like, it was looked like yeah. the Brady Bunch. First episode in color we've yeah. had so far First in the series. Color. So, but, and, then it, and then it has Easter eggs. Yep. Easter eggs. In so every you, episode yeah. from the movies. Yeah, from the movies. Them. And if you're just a fan of the Marvel Universe, reading the comics and stuff, there's all these different things they'll put in the show. But. I don't know. We we sort of started to learn more about what's going to happen here in episode three. First one of color, like I said, uh, there's a character that appears out of nowhere after Wanda gives birth to twins. In like three days. In like three days. It's crazy. But anyway, <laughs> she gives birth to twins, and then this new character that shows up, she references Wanda's brother dying. That freaks out Wanda. Like, what? How do you yeah. know this? And then all of a sudden, it's the end of the episode, and she's like... Dropped into like this portal so thing. Spoiler alert all day right now. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> Should I stop? Right, the, no, John Audius, what's on street? I, by the way, I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> if I <laughs> if I like WandaVision yet. I, okay. I think I do. I think I do, but we got what, six episodes left? Yeah, six left. Yeah. Let's, let's get it going. Um my choice is actually one that was no. recommended 
Not by me. Well, you mentioned the show. I talked about Maybe it. Maybe you horrible. didn't recommend it. I, I don't know if I like this one either. It's called The Flight Attendant. It's on HBO Max. Yes. I'm watching that one, too. Are you watching that? Yeah. Do you like it? I, my, I like it. My wife, she's like getting iffy about it now. Yeah. Like we're on episode four or five. I'm on episode oh, four, uh, four. I'm on yeah. a, I'm going to start four. So it's with, how do you say her name? Kaylee? Cuoco. Cuoco. That's how you say it? Yeah. From, from Big Bang Theory. Yep. From Big Bang that. Theory. I knew that. By the way, yeah, okay. I, <laughs> just say it. She's hot, John. She's Come very on. attractive. She's a, she's I'm just going to say it. Attractive. She's a looker. That's she, the only reason why I started watching the show, if I'm going to be she's honest. She's a looker. She's, <laughs> so I'm watching that, and I'm I'm not, I'm kind of like, I guess your wife, I'm on. I'm not sold on it yet, but I'm still giving it a shot, because it's kind of... She's a little selfish. It's yeah, so up and character. down. It's yeah. so kind of out. Like it, it goes different places yep. all the time. There's yep. a lot of different storylines happening all at once yeah. there. But I, I, I'm down for it. I'm down with it. Yeah. So how about you, Larry? Do you even have time to stream anything? Yeah. So um, I was originally watching Power. Power. Uh, the Power Book. Nice. Um, yep. You know, Power we're Book Fifty. Goes. Yeah, we're fifty. I finished that. Um, I'm into. I'm real big onto like. Like horror stuff or murder documentaries. That guy right there. Uh, We got a lot of common broski. I love that. I just, I I just watched uh, Night Stalker on Netflix about Richard Ramirez. Yeah, you know, serial killer. I I grew up in Los Los Angeles. Angeles. I watched that. I lived that. I'm from from being out there, growing up as a kid. That is different. And uh, a lot of a lot of people are gonna be mad about this one, but I've never seen Snowfall, so I just finished season one of Snowfall. Ooh. You know, y'all know uh, what that is? Season one of that. And that's on Hulu. That's uh, I mean, it, I, I like it. Some people, it, it's not for everybody, obviously. But I like I, it. I like it. I like it. It's uh, John Singleton, his last dictatorial production sure. before he passed away. And it basically, and he always going to reference L.A. because that's where he's from. That's where he grew up. And it's a kid, uh, basically him and his homies doing, you know, hustling, selling uh, drugs in the Los Angeles area and telling their story. And then now, what, season four is about to start? Yeah. Oh, Larry. So I just I finished season on. one. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm in, like, season one oh. of that, like, episode. I'm still early, like, episode two or three. That's on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Okay. That's um, what I forgot to yeah. ask you, Larry, quickly. So I didn't. I don't mean to jump in here, but how did you get that nickname? So uh, back in, like, 2000, maybe 13 or so, uh, I had some group of friends online on 2K, and we were playing, like, a lot of, uh, like, these little team-up games, 5v5, but this was, like, where you actually use NBA players, not my players. And um, so we were kind of dominating. We were winning a lot. And one of my friends, one of my teammates, he was like, man, we like the dream team. We don't lose. (laughs) And uh, so the other guy goes, well, if we're the dream team, I'm Mike. And then my other boy goes, well, if we're the dream team, I'm Scotty. And like everybody knew that, like I always like could shoot. So I was like, well, I guess I'm Larry. Like, and it just kind of like stuck with me since then. Larry Bird. That's what we talking about. He was dangerous. That is the best way to have a, um, a nickname created for you. It's just when you're hanging out with yep. your buddies. That's your boys, how they you happen. Know? You can't self-proclaim yeah. yourself yeah. a nickname. You cannot. Yeah, that is, you that is the rule. I know some of these rappers out here be doing it. I love Lil Wayne, but then he he coined him the best rapper alive. Did he? I think he did. That's good for Lil Wayne. Is he Even though he's a Packer fan, so we cool. Okay, I'll, I'll let that say, one slide. Right. I'll let just, that one slide. He's the one that just got pardoned, right? Like he's he just, got free now? Something he's like good? that. One of them. Something like that. One of them. I don't know. John Adius, what are we doing next? Uh, should we do the game releases? We got game releases. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Release the games. It's time for the game releases. Game, game releases. 
45 episodes in and like set them up to just play the sounder and then, oh, should we do this? Well, because I got to push the button and I got to find where the button is. So then I have to stall like a second and a half. Oh, oh man. So, like, we've had weeks, uh, old Larry, where game, there was no game releases like a couple weeks ago after Christmas. Yeah, it was, it was like five. It was, it was none. No, it was zero. Right, it, was it was none. Um, so usually it's like mm-hmm. 20 or 30 games that we got to go through and pick and find one. For me, like I said, we got a lot of comment. So Sims 4 came out yesterday with new downloadable, downloadable content, paranormal stuff pack mm. they have for Sims 4. I only played Sims one time. It was early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm living a life. Okay. I don't need to play Sims. But it is a fun <laughs> game. Now, they might entice me because they have a paranormal downloadable pack going on. So it says, welcome to your Sims new home that is haunted. But everyone knows that it's just a myth, or is it, basically. So they have a fun DLC pack where it has ghosts. You could be a ghost hunter, basically a ghost buster, or somebody who is does seances in this game and yeah. everything. And what I say, even though it's digital, don't mess with the Ouija board. I'm not, I'm not, I don't <laughs> care if it's digital or real. My mom told me, my sister told me, don't touch it, leave it alone. Walk out the house if somebody owns a Ouija board, so... That's the only bad thing I'm going to say about this game. That's how it uh, came out yesterday. You could download it um, if you're into Sims. So I know a lot of people that play it. I work for I work with uh, EA Game Changer. So they're going to have fun with this. I may do this. Like I said, I'm not messing with the Ouija board. But check it out. It's on, uh, I believe, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and your Switch as well. What did you going to say, Larry? Oh, Larry? Oh, no, I was going to say the same. I, I played Sims probably like ones back in the early 2000s, probably on like PlayStation or something early in those days. And um i haven't played in a while but something like that probably sounds interesting paranormal stuff yeah yes I'm a i actually wanted guy. to pick that game but i let you have I snatched it from you me. snatched it from me so <laughs> i went with gods will fall that uh is out on the pc ps4 xbox switch on january 29th now this kind of reminded me of playing world of warcraft back in high school but mm. uh here is how the game is described you are the last hope for humanity the god's torturous rule over humanity has lasted a long time bent on cruelty and suffering they demand to be served with blind worship through an oath of fealty pledge from every man woman and child i don't know how to pronounce that word <laughs> to those who don't submit to the god's will a slow and merciless death awaits Ooh. so my game choice this week Gods Will Fall, uh, due out on January 29th on the PS, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. All right, here's a game I think Amon would like. It's called The Medium on PC and Xbox X. And the way it's described at the website is, Discover a dark, mysterious, only a medium... A dark mystery, rather, only a medium can solve. Explore the Mm. real world and the spirit world at the same time. Use your psychic ability to solve puzzles, spanning both worlds, uncover deeply disturbing secrets, and survive encounters with the Maw. An entity born from an unspeakable tragedy. So, Ooh, I yeah. Like so, I, looking yeah. at the verge too. Basically, you live in both worlds: the living and the dead at the same time. So it's kind of like a, a horror video game. Nice. Oh, nice. So, O'Larry, uh, what's your game of choice outside of 2K? What's that one game you like? You know what? I'm, I'm gonna just chill for a minute. I want to just zone out and play this game. What is that game? Well, what's crazy is when we first were starting this uh, section, maybe like five minutes ago, I was actually reading about the medium. Like that's oh. a, like, like I have it here on my other screen. I'm looking at it. I'm reading about it. I'm like, wow, this game looks interesting. And then yeah. that's what we just talked about. Oh, um, okay. But 
Really, I, really, I just play a lot of Warzone, man. I like Warzone. Warzone's pretty fun. Mm, uh, that's my like take a break game from 2K. When I've played too much 2K and my head starts to hurt, yeah. I need to like just get on the game, like have fun and laugh a little bit and like release and hang out with the guys. I, I think I get on Warzone a lot. Nice. That's uh, I, in my my area, what I do same the game I play right now. When I do that is uh, when I'm not getting away from the the buzz of coaching and all the that line. is is Halo, Halo Five Guardians multiplayer slayer get some headshots some wingman win- nice. wingman awards yeah oh ham so that is it so man hey awesome for joining us today oh larry thank you very much man we appreciate it here at the gamers lounge because we know you took a little time out your day come spend a little time with us so i'm glad you enjoyed yourself as well talk some fun topics and uh for everyone else tuning in listening on twitch right now and then soon on the podcast, we can find us. You can find me on Instagram at amongreen thirty, um, and Twitter, same thing, all one word. And then also on Twitch yep. at amongreen TV, and then also AG's amongreen's gamers lounge on uh, Twitch as well. And then also AG underscore gamers lounge on Instagram. Whew, that's a lot of words. How about you, O'Larry? Where can people find you? O'Larry two K Instagram and Twitter, short and simple. There it is. Nice. Keep it. Keep the continuity. And so Ben. Let them yeah. know where they could uh, download the podcast. 12 noon Central Standard Time, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we would like to push you to Apple Podcasts. They'll rate, review us. It's going to help us do get a lot of cool up. things. Yeah, give us a thumbs up, rate us, review us. So if you could do that, it would be greatly appreciated. Well, Larry, again, thank you again. And we'll catch you online. Thank you. You can school me up in some 2K. <laughs> Kick uh, his butt, anyway. Larry. I love, I love getting my butt. I love when people teach me by kicking my butt because I learn. <laughs> That's, that's the way I like. That's the way my brothers did it. That's they all it's about. Exactly. Learning, so they, getting I get better, better every day. Exactly, yeah. man. So have a good, good rest of your day. Good luck in your season in 2K this year. And I know wherever you go, they're gonna pick up a special player, man. They're gonna be ballers in there. So appreciate you. Appreciate that, man. You guys have a good day. All right, you too. Peace out. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.